Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome back to Three in the Key. Uh, welcome back to our back. annual episode because we like never post. But here's Max to introduce what we're doing today. So, you know, it's it's June twenty fourth. The draft just happened. There's been a bunch of pretty crazy trades that happened. So I think what we're gonna do is we're gonna go kind of one by one. We're gonna start with the Bradley Bill trade. We're gonna move. Uh, we got our, our resident Celtics fans. We're gonna talk about the uh, the Tingus Pingus Marcus Smart trade. We'll get his thoughts on that, and then we'll talk about uh kind of wild Jordan Poole CP3 trade. So Max, who, who is our special guest? Who is our special guest? Special guest? Uh, you want to you introduce yourself, sir? Oh, yes, sure. Um, yes, I've been a Celtics fan for like um, 10 years, so I bring that extensive knowledge of the Seas to this podcast. Seas, <laughs> okay, that's, that's great. Okay, well, let's uh, let's start off with the trade. So it was, it's been finalized. I'm read it out to you guys there's a there's a lot of picks that have been attached so sons um you know traded away uh chris paul isaiah todd and J- jordan goodwin oh wait no sorry this is wrong so they receive um bradley beal isaiah todd and jordan goodwin i don't know who the last two people are wizards receive chris paul who's now going to the warriors landry shamit and 2024 first round pick swap 2024 second round pick a 2025 second a 2026 first round pick swap and then like six more picks i'm not even gonna read all of them so a bunch of kind of meaningless picks. Bradley Beal goes to Phoenix. What are you guys' first thoughts on that? For just we'll, we'll talk about with Phoenix. What do you think about the fit there? I feel like the upgrade up? from Chris Paul to Bradley Beal is 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 arguably not even an upgrade because okay, that's the, not the, true. The issue, I, I, it is an upgrade. Because it's okay, an upgrade. Sure, I, I it's, mean, they have different play styles. I think arguably, you know, Chris Paul assists God. They call him a point guard for a reason. He runs the offense sometimes. <laughs> we we got to guess about now that he's a Warriors. Warriors assuming he, assuming he's <laughs> not injured. Oh my God. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm biased now because he's a Warrior, but, but yeah. exactly. Um, I mean, but I, I think having Bradley Beal, who's a ball though. dominant guy. Yeah, they have no like. I'll say bench. it's the depth to me. It's the depth to me, and it's. I, I but to be fair, they didn't give up defenders. much to get him. Like they. Y'all, can we? That's the thing. Y'all, can we take turns? That's probably fair. All right, go Max. I was just going to say, I think you're right talking about what they gave up. I mean, they gave up Chris Paul, Landry Shaman, a bunch. I mean, they gave up pretty much all their picks until like 2031, which, I mean, yeah, that's concerning. But also, I mean, they're going to they're gonna try to go all in. But, I mean, until they I – mean, I don't think they can win with DeAndre Aiden. Maybe that's like a hot take. I think he's like honestly terrible. I think – I don't know if you guys saw the way he was playing like the Nuggets series in this, this past playoffs. But like sometimes he'd be having like crazy terrible efforts. So – Unless they can find a way to trade him, I don't know what their depth is looking like. And they, they're going to actually need to play Bismack Biombo like 35 minutes a game at this point, which is just crazy to me. Yeah, yeah but- they were like, I think they're not going to trade Aiden this summer either, so they're stuck with him. Yeah. Yeah, and like, but I think what they can do is, the, the in terms of like KD and Devin Booker and the rest of them, it's, even though they have no picks until like 2030 or whatever, they can always trade them to get like hella picks back. In the same uh, way that they did, I mean, like the yeah. Timberwolves did for, or mm-hmm. they did for Rudy Gobert. I agree, and I think part of this is also I don't know how well versed you guys are in this, but the the CBA, like the collective bargaining agreement. All I know the, about it is that it everyone works, hates it, especially Warriors. Everyone hates it, but yeah, but what it does is it makes it such that if you have really high tax bills, uh, like the Warriors do, but again, part of we'll talk about this later. But part of the CP3 trade is helping that a little bit. It makes it incredibly restrictive to build a team. Like you literally cannot do like anything. So what the Suns are basically trying to do is 
there's one year before that goes into effect and they're going to just have like a crazy high payroll and they're just going to say like, all right, let's go try like one year. Let's go all in. Let's try to win. It's interesting because they've kind of taken the opposite approach of like every single other team. Literally every team has been doing like small moves on the margins to try to lower tax because they're kind of worried about being in that like top level of the CBA. But the Suns are like, let's go all in, which it is. Uh, it's an interesting decision because I don't think they're the favorites now. I, would you guys put that? I wouldn't. Yeah, no, I still have the no, Nuggets. No. I would have the Nuggets. Yeah, Nuggets to me are still better than them. And the Nuggets are going to be good for a while, even though they have the I CBA. Agree. Yeah. And I, I mean, the, the only guy they would potentially lose, and I, I, my guess is they lose him, but he could still sign for cheap, is Bruce Brown. But other than that, I mean, they, they've drafted what look to be pretty good rookies. Christian, like, I don't even know if he says less than Christian Braun or Brown. He was, like, really good in the finals, so... I don't really see them getting like that much worse, if really at all. Can we talk they, about like, the, the wizard story. side of this, though? I'm very curious about what you guys think about that. That's true. Well, what what what, what do you what do you, what, what questions do you have on that? Because honestly, what I my question was at first, it seemed like I was like, okay, this is a terrible haul for Beal, and objectively, yeah, but it like, was with the picks they're getting. They let Rohan like talk. Nineteen picks. They had a no like, trade. Call let Rohan Beal talk. Here. Well, exactly, exactly. Hey, I, Max, I, I think you're right. Let Rohan talk. My yes, I was just saying they had a no-trade clause on Beal, so he basically could choose where he went, and then the Wizards just had to get him there no matter what. So. I think you're right. I would have chosen Miami. That's that's just me, though. <laughs> yeah. Nah. But Katie and Booker did I something mean, to him, like, to get him to come there. Who knows what they yeah, could have done to him. I would have chosen okay. a young and upcoming team like the Magic. Mm. Okay, that's that's cool. <laughs> no, uh, yeah. dude, dude does not care. Yeah, the Wizards were kind of getting clowned on because they basically traded. If, at first, it looked like they kind of traded all their team for like nothing, but especially after, and again, we'll get to it. But the like, they got pool now. Honestly, I don't think their young core is that bad. I I kind of, I mean, they've got a ton of picks like. As far as, again, a no-trade clause and having a bunch of guys who you kind of maybe waited a little too long to trade, I actually thought they got pretty good returns on this. So I don't think I would be that mad if I were a Wizards fan. I think they could have gone more for Porzingis, though. Dude, what do, you, what do you mean by if I were a Wizards fan? That's a valid question. Uh, I don't think they exist, but... Yeah, I mean, Rohan I mean, knows what I'm talking magic. about. He mentioned the magic, like, three seconds ago. Let's, but the magic have had, like... Historically great players and like the Wizards on the other Yeah, what like who are they? Who are the Wizards? <laughs> it's it's silent. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like the Wizards are just a totally irrelevant team. Like, I think Jordan Poole might be the number one option on the Wizards. When he was like oh, the number Jordan five Poole? on the Warriors. Jordan Poole is averaging 37 points next year. <laughs> uh, so I forget who. Shots. Someone <laughs> said that like Jordan Poole might lead the league in scoring. I forget who oh, it was. I, I, I don't know about that. I, he low-key might drop 38,000 points a game, dog. I, and then once he does that, so all the Warriors fans there. are going to be like, why did we trade him? But like reality, he's not that good. It, exactly, that's the point. Um, I mean, think about this. When he, he was both- starting last year... Even when he was starting, and you're talking about still usually when he was starting, it was either Steph or Clay or some of those guys were still in the lineup. He was a 25-point-per-game scorer. Like, he's playing with absolute nobodies now. He could probably go and average 30. Like, like I honestly think he could. Yeah, um, but... Yeah, but, like, does he have that dog in him, though? I don't think so. 
Hey, you know who People said that the, the Celtics tried to trade for Poole. Like, I, I don't think Jordan Poole... I did see that. I don't think he has, like, the dog factor in him. Like, like in his, no, no, I'm honest. Like, in his first season, yeah. with our first, like, two with the Warriors, everyone would, like, talk about, like, how he's always in the gym early and late and his work ethic and everything like that. Yeah. But this season, I've heard nothing about that. No, Honestly, okay. I've never I, heard I, I, So I think I, a punch I, I, I knocked everything out of him. I was, I was about to say, like, I think it's unfair. Like, I think he should have been traded, too. But, like, just picture this. At what job could you get punched in the face, have the, your, all of your coworkers back up the other person, like, pretty publicly, not, like, suspend or do anything. They didn't suspend Draymond at all. They let him play. And then throughout the course of the season, everyone is, like, taking their side. And when you're kind of you – know, I mean, I think it's fair that he was a little mad at him. Like, I, I would have been mad at him too. And then suddenly you get, like, shipped off and traded away. Like, I, he got treated a little unfairly. I don't know. I – I think he should have gotten traded. I think the way he handled it sometimes, like, there was a lot of videos of him, like, beefing with the entire team. Like, so it wouldn't surprise me if, like, Steve Kerr was happy about this trade. But, like, you know, bro got banished. Does that not seem a little unfair to y'all? Well, he didn't even get traded. He got banished, bro. Well, exactly. He got like, expelled. I mean, yeah, he got sent to the Wizards, bro. I, I think that's, no, f- that's I fair. That's fair. It's a similar yeah, thing mean, with like, Grant Williams, too, with his, like, oh, performance okay. from last okay. last year. Compared to this year, he didn't get punched, bro. He just got like dropped when he was a baby. Like that's a different story, bro. <laughs> we can move on. Okay, yeah, let's talk, talk about the, the, the Warriors trade. Chris Paul trade. What's going on there, everyone? No, 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 no. no. Let's. I think we should let's let's go in chronological order. Unless yeah, I mean, I, no. You know what? We can talk about the Warriors because we were just talking about pool. So we can, yeah. we can. That's probably a better segue. We can talk about that. So here, I'll I'll read out the trade because. Some stuff was added to it, which yeah, Ryland, I mean, Ryan Rollins, like that guy, Lil Mosey. Never okay, that, that's played. irrelevant. I was talking about Ooh. Patrick Baldwin. Oh wait, yeah, Ryan Rollins is, is the most irrelevant player I've ever seen in my life. That's that's not even like a oh PBJ. PBJ, yeah, yeah. bro's a sandwich. PBJ, I'm a... <laughs> I don't know. I thought he bro is a sandwich, bro. So Chris Paul uh, for Jordan Poole, a second, and then I think so it's a bad. future first, but it's not a very good first. Okay. I think that might work with, like, CP3 coming off the bench. Yeah, but is he going to take that, though? Is he going to want to sit on the bench? I with... think he will. Yeah, I, think yeah he will. I mean, he wants a ring more than anything, and he's already, like, my, I don't yeah, know how much he can my, my assumption, like, with the trade happening was that they had already talked with him, and that, obviously, like, Steph and them okayed it, and I think he knows he's coming off the bench. I, but, I would be very surprised if he's mad about that. How old is LeBron? Oldest look, I think he's 38, right? Yeah, he's the same age. He's older. Let's say no, Chris Paul is he's just, he's up there. Like I, I mean, he's injury prone, but the interesting thing about it is in the last since I think 2018-2019 season, he's played just about the same amount of minutes Steph has. Like Steph in regular seasons the last few years has actually been fairly injury prone. So I don't know. I kind of think if they rest him like as they've been doing with some of the other like injury prone players. Give him the Al like, I mean, kinda. Or the the Otto Porter Jr. was what we did like two years back, where it's like you rest every like few games and back to back and stuff. Like and if he's playing like 25, 30 minutes a game, I I'm kinda I kinda buy that he could be ready for the playoffs. And if that's the case, the playoffs are where it's actually like a big But he chokes in the playoffs every single time. I mean, I'm not gonna act like I haven't said that. Like he doesn't have such a big years. load on them anymore. I think what's that's gonna that's happen what is that we're gonna he have to do we're gonna play Chris exactly. Paul just enough 
to get his stock up, and then we're gonna trade him off. I don't think there's gonna be a big uh, no, market. I, for I, I, I was gonna say, well, no, if, if he plays, because if, he, if we, we were talking about this earlier with the new CBA, people want that. Like he's done next year, no. so people want that. I, I actually agree with Oliver. I think an expiring contract. Um, I think people would would take on Chris Paul's like trade or his contract. Especially if you have like a really bad contract think, right now. What What do you say? Like, the Warriors did not want to pay Poole one hundred and twenty million, so they took Chris Paul. Oh, so yeah. they can either trade oh, him yeah, off, no, get someone yeah, better, yeah. or they just like nope, don't pay, and they they're under the tax limit now. Yeah, they, no, they you're, you're definitely right. That's another big part of this trade. Chris or uh, Poole was on like crazy money, and now what happens is this next offseason, before this trade happened, the only way to get out of the like top apron, which is the where the, like, there's crazy restrictions in the CBA, was to either trade Clay or trade Poole. And I don't think they were going to trade Clay, so it probably came down to the fact that either they were going to like restrict their team like crazy or have to trade Poole at some point. And what this does is if you don't re-sign Chris Paul next year, you're already out of that apron thing. So it actually gives you a ton of flexibility. But I think that's a big part of the trade as well. Plus, imagine getting CP3 and like, Jonathan Kaminga. That's a crazy... That's actually... that. I'm, I'm interested to see that, like that pick and roll. Because, I mean, say yeah, you Kuminga, want that Chris Paul, but... Uh, Objectively, he is like one of the best pick and roll players ever. Like, I, you don't like that's just hating if you don't think he is because that's just like one of nah, his main not. skills. <laughs> TP zero rings. That's tough. Yeah. Honestly, what another thing? The, like the other thing he does well is he does not turn the ball over. I mean, look at his turnover to assist. It's like something crazy. He does flex though. Oh yeah. Honestly, we need that dog. Yeah, man. Like, like we're, everything we're, I hated about him before is good we don't now. Flop enough. I need them to flop more. We're we're too we're too ethical. Ethical, um, we, yeah. We and this, uh, and we gotta go to the basket. Celtics flop and it's not good. Y'all win though. Well, we you, don't you, win. You, you, I'll say you you got rid of your biggest flopper, so you're chilling. All right, let's talk about the Celtics know. now. What's up with them? Let's hear from yeah, Rohan I mean, first. Yeah. It was a, quite a big trade. I I was not expecting them to trade smart of of all the people. And also, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Hmm. Said the way it happened too, because remember there was a that wasn't the initial trade, right? It was Brogdon. Yeah, I was. Yeah, Brogdon for Porzingis is like a, a complete finesse. Like I would do that any of day day of the week. But I mean, smart for Porzingis is still a pretty good trade. But I don't know how it's going to impact the like locker room feel because Smart was kind of an important guy for that. And I don't know, like Porzingis, I don't know how much he's like going to add to the yeah. locker room presence. I don't know, but like I'm, on paper, gonna... it should help. Because it yeah, gives us, like, the third you. score. I agree. I don't know. I, I kind of... I'm lean. I've been, like, split on it. I'm leaning towards it being a bad trade for you guys. Because I think that locker room is really important. I also think that this was you guys are a team that's not a very good passing team. You guys... Even with Smart, the, the criticism I always heard, and I assume you heard this too, was, like, you guys never had, like, a true point guard. And that was even with Smart being kind of a pretty good point guard. He's, he's a pretty good passer. And I actually, I, I respect Derek White's game. I don't think he's a true point guard and that he's going to like set up Tatum on these like crazy back doors or that kind of stuff. I think that when you put Porzingis, I don't think he's going to do any of that either. So I think it's a lineup that's kind of missing their like passer guy and you kind of lost the one guy that was even solid. I think we leveled up our defense though because Smart was a worse defender than White last year and Porzingis oh. gives us more I, uh, eyes. I don't, I don't know if, I mean... I didn't think he deserved Defensive Player of the Year that year, to be honest with you. But I, I don't know. He he can guard bigger guards and forwards in a way that Derek White can't. I don't think. 
I, I, I would be hesitant to put Derek White on like a like a forward where you could put Smart on, on like a three or something like that. I don't think I would put Derek White. I don't know, but we have Porzingis now though, so it makes sense. But how much how much of that do you think is already done by Robert Williams? I know he's like perma injured, but so is Porzingis. Let's not act like both of those guys aren't perma. I mean, Porzingis was more healthy last year, so I'm hoping. Uh, yeah, that, that's fair. I also don't tend to take like stats and, and stuff like that when you're on like a tanking team. Like I think that the level of basketball he's going to be asked to play is going to be at a higher level in the Celtics team, which uh, doesn't make you like miss more games necessarily, but it also just goes to the fact that like he had a really good statistical year last year, and I don't know how much of that I'd buy. Like I, I think a better example is you look at when he played with like Luca on the Mavs, and those were like all right, but like it wasn't great. I don't know. Also, it, wasn't he like a took a jump? Didn't he have, like, issues with Luka on the Mavs or something? It kind of seemed like he did. I don't know. I mean, again, it's maybe it is possible he took, like, a jump last year. His stats last year are really good. He was really efficient. But I think defensively, like, I saw a Brad Stevens interview where he was talking about, like, we're going to run three big lineups. Like, that that would horrify me if I were a Celtics fan. A a, poor, a lineup with Porzingis, Robert Williams, and, and Al Horford – like that's that's like ridiculous. Bro, like, isn't Al Horford I don't think 40? they're gonna include all three of them in the same lineup. Isn't Al Horford forty? I didn't think they were either. Isn't Al Horford a what? Forty. Almost. I, actually, he might be. I don't Bro, know. his he's, he's not gonna be getting forty. He's Dude. pushing forty. Dude, he's insane. he's gonna be played only if we face Embiid, and that's it. The Embiid stepper. Yeah, yeah. No, he's ancient. He might retire next year. Honestly. What do you yeah, think probably. about the uh, the fit with Marcus Smart on the Grizzlies? You, dude, he'll I mean, he'll knock some it, sense it, into John Morant. I was gonna say I I liked it at first, but like I was just thinking like what if, if you're building their lineup when Jaw's back? And of course, I mean we, we can't forget about the suspension, but when he's back, it's Jaw, Marcus Smart, Bane. Oh, they're sort of they're sort. No, that well, if they had like Stephen Adams, who's usually been their five, but what and I also the Brandon Clark guy. Well, Brandon Clark, they, don't, they usually play him off the bench. He's their sixth man. But yes, my first thought, though, on that like first five, if you're having Adams at the five, like that's not a lot of shooting. Jaw is like an iffy. Well, Jaw's a different type of shooter. But like from three, like not really. Marcus Smart is is good, but he's not great. He's Steven not Adams, a good. I'm he's not that good. So Steven what, what, Adams, I, I made better? that one like full quarter. What did you say? Was Przingis better? Porzingis better? Wait, wait, no. Three? Three? He might be. Wait, was it three? Three, three? probably. Wait, wait, who, 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 who do they get rid of? The Celtics, you're saying? No, the Grizzlies. Oh, the Grizzlies got rid of Tyus Jones. Which, actually, Tyus Jones is, is not bad at all. He's been a very good backup point guard for the last, like, four years. But that's that's not, like, he's been carrying them when Jaws been out. I don't even I do still like the trade that. overall for us though, because we did get like two first round picks, which we turned into like a hundred second round picks and like Jordan Walsh. So I will say that that that's the reason why it's the same thing with the bill trade. It's like on paper, like you do this trade like a hundred times out of a hundred. It's just the locker room stuff and the fact that it's like I don't know, maybe the fit is a little questionable in both cases. And I think you say that for the CP3 thing as well. It's like. It's interesting how I think both the Celtics and the Warriors, I think both teams probably got better this offseason so far. But I think there's like ways that it could go wrong and it's risky and it's like it's kind of weird. I don't know. That's like the best way I can describe it. I don't know. Okay, why don't we move towards the the draft? I think I don't know how much you guys know about it, but at least at the very least you can talk. About I've been it, like, reading up on uh, 
Jordan Walsh, and he seems to be a really good defender, so we could use that. But I'm not sure if he'll say. get many minutes. Yeah, I mean, it was a little goofy, but the Celtic strategy of trading down like 17 times and just farming second round picks, like, it's not a bad strategy, especially if Walsh was a guy they wanted all along. Like, you might as well keep trading down until you can get him, right? Like, I don't think that's a, yeah. a, a bad way to do it. You guys basically just stockpiled picks, so. I think we still need guards, though, because our only guards are White, Brogdon, who's like, I don't know if he's going to be healthy enough. Yeah, we don't, we don't know what, what's going on with him. It's like only Same White, with, basically. Yeah. Same thing with the Warriors and uh, Biggs. We, I mean, there's not a single player on the roster above 6A right now. I mean, that's like, that's yeah. unbelievable. They, they, like, desperately need someone, so. I mean, I think I assume it's the same with the Celtics, but I don't know. You can, I don't know if you know, but the, I know the Warriors can only sign minimums. Like they're they're capped out, so they. Oh they yeah, only I think like, we're gonna like yeah. lose Grant Williams because of that. Yeah, Unless, exactly. Like, so I feel like this new hmm. CBA is really terrible. Oh, I believe me, it I, makes I the game I, so difficult, unnecessarily. Oh yeah, like, we're gonna lose Blake Griffin too. Oh no, oh, but, dude, he wasn't okay, doing but, anything. Yeah. Okay, Oliver, I agree with you, but my whole thing too is like, it's making it difficult is one thing, but what they're doing is they're punishing teams for spending a lot. Like, doesn't the NBA the want better. more money? Like, I think that makes the game more entertaining. I think the owners that like buy, you know, the Oakland A's in baseball, where the owner like not not even the whole moving to like Vegas thing, but like the owner would like never spend any of the money on players. Like he just he would just like get like a terrible roster every year for the last like ten years. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know why you would reward owners that like are like small market owners that like don't spend money all of the owners in the nba are millionaires like they can afford it but there are some teams that like don't spend money and now those are the teams that are getting rewarded which just doesn't make any sense to me yeah i mean like it, it just, people are salty that the warriors have been winning but that's what makes the money for the nba i was gonna say like no one moves the league like the warriors do you can look at the ratings like it's just it's, it's like a fact if i'm being real and curry to be honest i mean it's just curry if i'm being real like I think he's in like 18 out of 20 of the most watched games in the last like 10 years or something like that like it it's pretty like it, him and lebron like it's it's no one's even close to them i mean you can say what you want about like blake griffin but it's like it's it's not anywhere close so okay i'm i'm a actually i you know what do we what do we talk about some of the draft picks from the warriors i don't know how much you know oliver you probably don't know if you know who they are do you name them do you know who they are yeah, Brandon Pajemski is uh, the first one, nineteenth overall pick, and then we trade. Yeah, he's for a the um, he's pick. a good shooter, um, good defense too. He is, but he has a no. He... <laughs> oh, <laughs> did he, not, like, <laughs> he did actually, Rohan. Um, he is not a good defender. That's oh. his big weakness. Oh, bad. Um, Why did they take another guard? I mean. I, I see him as the DiVincenzo replacement. That's what, not necessarily... In I don't think style, you need a DiVincenzo. Um, we Wait, have is seven, DiVincenzo gone now? playable players right now. Is DiVincenzo Even, already he's gone? He's not officially gone, but I, I would be really surprised if he stays. He can get like 10 times the amount of money on some other team. I don't see any way he doesn't leave. Like, can we, can, do, do we have to drop him in free agency or can we trade him away? No, he's a free agent. And we he can get... I mean, we can only offer him like, like 2 million and he can get like... 10. to like 15 and some other team so oh, there's something crazy you can get so it just i don't i don't see it I don't the way they've been talking about it is like assuming he's gonna leave so but yeah i think you're right but jemsky is a really good shooter so i could see him like especially if he's gonna like embrace the like catch and shooter role he could get minutes in his rookie year but honestly like 
I'm kind of intrigued by the 57th overall pick, dude. I don't know if, how much you saw yeah, about Tracy him, but, Jack Tracy Jackson uh, Davis. Jackson Davis. Yeah, he was um, projected and everything I was reading to go like late first round, second round, uh, pretty early second round. And uh, from Isn't the he pretty big, he he's like can dunk really well, but he's like six eight six nine. He's got hops, I think, but he can also block and stuff. So he he can be like a shot blocker, but um, I it, thought it was interesting. Is he good? They traded to get him. He looks pretty good to me. I mean, I don't think he's gonna like hop in and be like some really good player in year one. But I mean, I, I read a report that was saying that there are a bunch of teams like early in the second round that were calling his agent, you know, asking like, "Will you take a like two way contract? If we want you on our team." And he knew that the Warriors would offer him like a three year guaranteed contract, so they didn't take it. But the point being, like, there were a ton of second round teams that like wanted him, and he kind of waited, and the Warriors went up and traded for him. But I kind of think we got a steal at fifty seven. I kind of think that's a pretty good deal so i kind of think like especially since we have i was gonna say we have no centers so it's important <laughs> i kind of think like the warriors should like get more picks though more dude, all in i want them to trade every single pick they have in the next 10 years dude please. don't get a player like steph curry very often yeah please go all in please Wait, that, that, the closing, trade looks like, like two more years all right let, exactly. let's yeah I, let's I, I, wrap I, I, up soon y'all but let's uh do one more what's up One more what? <laughs> one more uh, topic, bro. Okay, here. How, how about how about this? We'll, we'll do we'll do like two like rapid fire things. I. How about we assign someone and we can have like kind of like a mediator to try to argue for the trade being uh, the trade. We'll do the Chris Paul trade and we'll do the Smart trade. All right, let's go. Someone has to argue that it's a good trade. I can I can mediate trade. for the Chris the um, Smart trade. Rohan, do you like it or not? Yeah, I honestly like it because we're getting okay. uh okay. Big man. That's, that's all we got here. So yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll argue against it. I don't want to argue for opposition. Okay. Uh, anyway, okay, Max, go first. Why is it bad? All right, all right, I'll, I'll talk first. Okay, so it's it's bad for a few reasons. One, uh, let's look back to the 2022 NBA Finals. Um, not to you know get some PTSD here, but I think when you looked at the way that the Warriors beat them. My first thought was this team needs. I'm mean, not. Wait, cliche, what? Like that was in 2020. They need more. What? 2022. Oh, okay. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, not not 2020. <laughs> they they needed more dog, right? Like. Again, like. Giving up on some of the stuff the Warriors were doing. They were turning the ball over like left and right. They were like running into like traps. Like it was looking pretty bad, and part of that was like fatigue too. I'm sure, but. I don't know how you didn't look at that and say like, okay, they they need like like a leader or something like that or some, you know, something of that nature. And what they did is they traded away the one guy that has been here for like the last nine years, the biggest leader in the locker room, and replaced him with Porzingis, who I don't, I don't I've never like seen him talk. I'm not saying he's like Kawhi, but like he's definitely nowhere near the same level. Not only that, they tried to trade away Brogdon, who was potentially injured. So I can't imagine he's very happy about that, though maybe he understands. So now your locker room is in, like, shambles. And honestly, I don't even think Porzingis is that good of a fit with them. You already have two big men who together can kind of do the same things Porzingis can. Obviously at a little bit of a lower level, but you have your shop locker, your rim protector, and you have a guy who can space the floor. So you just got a guy who kind of does the same thing your big man already does, and he's injury prone. So I'm kind of skeptical that it's this, like, great fit with – Tatum and Brown, especially since I think the reason they've lost in the last few years is honestly because, one, they haven't embraced their defensive identity that was the reason they got to the finals in the first place. They were a really good defensive team. They weren't so much this year, and I don't think that's fixed by getting another rim protector and losing a defensive player of the year. But also, 
I kind of just don't think that the problems with Tatum and Brown of like them turning the ball over and them disappearing in like big games, because those are legitimate problems, I think, are going to be solved just by having Porzingis. So that's why I think it's a bad trade. Yeah, but like, would you like to argue? I, I still think the trade benefits us because Horford is getting pretty old, so we need to like youthen up the, or like, I don't even know what the word is, but we need to get a younger lineup, and I think that helps with that. And also, it gives us more spacing because we have a Horford replacement now and um, more defense, which was something we lost. And I think I th- I'm pretty excited, like personally, for White to become like a full-on starter because he played really well in the playoffs. And um, yeah, I'm just like pretty. I'm pretty excited for his growth this season. But overall, I, I don't know. I'm I actually do kind of doubt it as well, but I am hopeful that um, Porzingis does help us. But yeah, I don't really have much more to say. I mean, honestly, okay, I'm going to add in. How much of an impact did Marcus Smart actually have besides his presence in the locker room? And because he, he wasn't like a huge scorer or anything. He wasn't a huge, like, assister or anything. So like, what was he really uh, doing? He, he was our main passer. We lost that, but... That goes back to what I'm saying. I don't think that Derek I, I, I actually believe you. I do think Derek White will be much better in a starter role. I think he's a legitimate player. He was your guys' best player in game seven against Miami, like bar none. Jalen Brown was doing I don't even know what he was doing. Um but Marcus Smart, like I've not been his biggest fan, but objectively he was that team's point guard in a way that I don't think Derek White can replace. And as I've said, I I'm skeptical that Derek White can guard some of the people guard especially like bigger guys because Derek White's just kind of smaller and, and isn't as strong as smart smart could legitimately like they would put smart on like fours like I mean he would be the guy that, that yeah like Derek, they, they Derek White's defense is like as recessed as his hairline so it kind of makes sense okay yeah. <laughs> but like if they're going against like a, a four like like LeBron for example and you know, like they would put smart on him. That was their guy to put on big forwards. Derek White is not guarding LeBron. I'm sorry. He's literally going to get put in the basket. And I don't think you're – you don't want to put Tatum or Brown on him because both of those guys are children with so much, like, offensive load that I don't think you want to do that. So, I'm sca- – like, at the very least, this is neutral on defense. Yeah, you, I find it hard to believe that this is better on defense. Max, you should be a coach or, like, a sports analytic person. Uh, analytics person? I've considered it, actually. The new Stephen A. Smith. Wait, let's talk about Matt's I don't career. analytics. <laughs> let's talk. Wait, why did you consider your sport, yourself to become a, like a sports and out like um, analyzer? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think it's it's an interesting field. It's one that's developing a lot. I mean, even in the last like ten years, there's been a ton of different changes in the way people have thought about the game. I think a lot of that is because of Steph Curry. But I mean. Uh, People are launching from like the logo there's there's ways to efficiently measure players in like some crazy ways now i think that's an interesting field to be in i also just think even like front office and stuff doing all the different contracts and, and trying to build the best team possible given a set of constraints i think that stuff is interesting so i don't know i mean i'm not like i'm not like applying to anything currently but i think it's an interesting field for sure all right so if we see max like running basketball. the warriors as a gm and 30 oh, years. Yeah. Mike Mike Dunleavy, get him out of there. I'm next up. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> that's it. Guys, we're done. Anyway, thank you for watching listen listening to Three in the Key. Are you guys gonna say anything? Adios. See y'all. Next episode <laughs> dropping next year. <laughs> yeah, Let's go, go Warriors. Play. We're gonna record after the Warriors win the chip. Let's go.